Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No, no, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Comedy podcast. We're going to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. I'm Ketrin Porter this week, and I'm going to be the teller of the tale. And I'm a little British girl named Kimberly <laughs> Burns. Oh, a little, little British girl. Um, that was the worst British accent I've ever done in the entirety <laughs> of my life, and I've done mm. some bad ones. Seems doubtful. It does seem doubtful, doesn't it? Um, hi, how are you? Hello. I'm great. What's your life about? I don't know. I actually was thinking right before this, what have I done in my life? Mm. I couldn't recall. Yeah. I'm just a ball of anxiety getting ready to travel across the sea. That's, that's all that I am right <laughs> now. Traveling across the sea? <laughs> to, to, to my hometown? To your hometown, little British girl? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I went to our friend's... Uh, big oh. birthday party this weekend that yeah. also was the location of our other friend's wedding. So it was quite the swanky. Swanky soiree. Soiree is the word I was looking for, but I was thinking it began with an F. And then I was like, <laughs> what's a foiree? <laughs> and it's then a, I was just a silent instead. <laughs> it's a festival and a soiree combined. A foiree. A foiree. Uh, I was shocked that it was being held at this particular location, the Obiot, uh, not because it was a wedding location that somebody was having their birthday party at, which is awesome, but that that was the location that I had a friend of a friend who was supposed to get married there after our friends, and uh, they paid a deposit. I know. And uh, they just closed up shop and ran away with several... 
couples during COVID, no, which it was like before COVID. Oh, before, before COVID. Okay, was, I remember hearing about that, and that I was also surprised that I was like, I thought this place shut down, but yeah, no, this shut down. Up. It was like two years before COVID. It was like 2018, and like they never they never got their money, but they seem to be up and running again. I guess they're back in action. Maybe yeah. it's different people though. Ma- different management, yeah. Um, but yeah, so little L.A. gossip for you all. It so. was very spooky in there. I did take some pictures and things. Spooky. There was definitely uh, like uh, there's like a room where you get ready and I guess, but like everything was kind of open like for the Ooh. brides and stuff. Yeah. So it's a, there's like a bedroom um, and like a bathroom in there and like some type of murder room, which what? may also be a sauna type old-timey sauna situation but definitely Kim, felt more I'm gonna like need murder. you I need you to just you just described a room as a murder slash sauna room <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's where you relax with your corpses <laughs> take a load off it's yeah. just like look I don't know what old-timey saunas look like sure but I think they looked like murder rooms they 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 repurpose them as murder rooms when and then be. there was like a little uh uh waiting area mm-hmm. for like the ladies apparently that i don't know couldn't enter for whatever reason mm-hmm. so it was like a couple little comfy couches uh but one of the seat cushions opened up to a toilet <laughs> it was like a little toilet seat <laughs> where were, seat. Did, were you and then drinking? also you pull out what you think might be a drawer, but it's just a mirror oh, for oh. some cocaña. Oh, my. <laughs> you just sit and do a little in the in the waiting room. My, my. They have everything, don't they? Yeah, it was very fascinating. And then, like, the walls are lined with, like, a bunch of photos of, like, old-timey black and white L.A. men. And so Hadley, our friend Hadley, who's a historian, uh, was like, oh, that's so and so. He's a big perv. He did this, <laughs> da, 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 da. Or like that guy's a dick, or he was cool. Like she gave yeah. us the lowdown of many an old L.A. That's Hadley. Mm-hmm. That's our girl. Um, so that was fun. Before we dive into this, I have to tell you. Oh, I need to get my book. Oh, I was like, why? remind me to send you the murder room. Oh, the mur- oh, and because I was going to write it to- down. And Got then it. Then I didn't have your book. <laughs> this What's actually- a giggle monster. <laughs> <laughs> this actually just reminded me about the thing I wrote down. <laughs> the thing I wrote down last week to put in the show notes that I definitely didn't have put Aww. in the show notes. I'm so sorry. I'll go and hopefully update it. <laughs> what What was it? Uh, I was supposed to put in the development hell link. I, I will oh, put that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll write it down again. And then our, our sponsor yeah. uh, for our <laughs> protein shake sponsor. Ovaltine? No. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, oh, before I say the thing that I was going to say before, I have a before before thing. I got, and I haven't even told Kim this, I got the sweetest message from a girl that Kim and I went to college with, Karen, that mm. we haven't talked to in, in ages. Um, we did a really cool play with Karen, and she's awesome, but, like, uh, you know, just haven't talked in a while. And she messaged me on Facebook, and she was like, hey, I'm going to Oxford. Any Harry Potter stuff you want? Because I heard you can't make it to Oxford when you go Oh, my gosh, the how sweet. And at first I was like... 
how does she know I can't go? To, and I was like, oh, I must have talked about her on the podcast. She was like, yeah, I was just catching up on your podcast. What do you want? And I was like, hey, Karen, isn't that so sweet? Love. Yeah. So thanks, Karen. You just like really made my week. I really appreciate it. Now I forget the other thing that I was othering about. Oh, I remember now. So guys, we're doing a new thing on Patreon. The current Ketrin has not talked about it yet, but at the time that you guys are listening to it, she will have, and it will be out on Patreon. I am so excited to talk about season two, episode two of, of Yellow, Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Oh yeah, have you I watched, watched it, yet? it yet? No. I am Saving so excited it. to talk about it. Um, so if you guys don't know our mini sods now, which you can uh, get for five dollars a month on our Patreon, Kim and I are. Uh, breaking down each episode of season two of Yellow Jackets, and I'm very excited about it. I was always excited about our minisodes, but it was like this is a new type of excitement to like be able to. Yeah, I think know. it's fun because it's something new too. Like we've been, yeah, you know, it's always yeah. fun to like do a new thing. Yeah, so I'm very excited about this. I really, really can't. And wait I think to talk we both really it. like the show. So. I think the show is fantastic. I don't think maybe I told you this, but Eric hadn't watched season one. I think I told Sync. That's why I remember telling you. Um, so I'm actually watching season one and season two simultaneously, um, and it's very helpful. There's a <laughs> lot. There is a lot that happened that we forgot about. Like there was a whole season <laughs> prior to this. I know. It's wild. <laughs> um, yeah. So join our Patreon. That was what I wanted to say because I just yeah. watched it this morning in the daylight which I said I would never do again but I did and welcome to all of our new patrons we're so excited to have yeah! you thank you so much for joining the fam um yeah well that's all Other I got than that follow us at KK Sam podcast and give us five-star reviews please just a little bloop a little takes a little bloop. just a bloop seconds a little bloop bloop yeah bloopity you bloop can, you can literally do it Anytime. And Within the time will... that we just said all those things. It could have already yeah. been done. Could have already been done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and join our Facebook group too. Sammy's. Stay Come alive, maybe. Come and talk with us. Uh okay. Do you want to hear a movie? I do. Okay. So you know how my husband, our producer, editor, is the best, but we can't actually afford him, but he does a whole bunch of stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. So every so often, I'm like, I should throw him a bone. So he's been <laughs> wanting to, not that kind of bone, <laughs> different kind of bone. Um, She's like, every so often, I should throw him a bone. <laughs> not that kind of bone. <laughs> not that I'm one. like, you should be throwing him those bones. <laughs> I'm gonna throw, I will throw him those bones as well. He's going to get two different kinds of bones. One of them is this bone. Don't you know that that's a part of our podcast payment is you is, is me giving Eric my some bones? Yeah. 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 I, I should be better about that. Um, but he's been wanting me. Oh, P.S. Yeah. Speaking of giving bones to our boys. Yeah. For helping us. D hooked up my my little game controller. Yay. So we can start playing some horror. And I can hook up yours now. And then we can start playing some video games on Twitch. So we'll that let you guys know awesome. when that starts happening. Whenever that starts happening. I think we'll It'll, just like try it out and see what happens. And then yeah. we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll let you know. Um, I'm terrified, by the way, but I'm a little scared too. I think that's why we're like, well, we'll start it first. We'll, we just like to like try something once and then be like, okay, we're into it or not. And before yeah. we like 
Tell it, declare it to L. Yeah, we're we're scared, but um, I believe in us. Uh, okay, you said so we the, don't have to be good. We don't. I don't know. That's what I heard. I don't believe the. I don't have to be good. Come on. Well, so I'm I was not, like, we're know, not gonna be good as long you know as what? everyone's okay with that. I'm not good at staying alive in our the very game that we invented. <laughs> People seem to still like it. So maybe they're right. Mm. All right. So what bone are you throwing, Eric? He got a fucking wild hair about this movie from his childhood, um, 1984. And I can't remember, like, what... 1984? Yeah, I can't remember, like, what gave him, like, the Jones about it that he started talking about it. But he really started pitching me on it. And, like, here are the reasons why you should do it. Like, um, a lot of your favorite, you know, shows were... said to be you know an inspiration from this movie blah 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 and then mac was talking to eric about it and he too was like yes that movie so i'm like okay man like i'll do it it's called night of the comet and it's a movie (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i wonder how long it's been since either one of them have seen it i mean a while because Sometimes it's just nostalgia. I, 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 I think, I think a lot of it was nostalgia, <laughs> or that you're like eight, yeah, or that you're eight, <laughs> yeah. Um, the I have a, quite a few movies like that where I'm like, I, this is the yeah. best thing ever, and then I'm like, I don't know if that's the best thing ever. I, I do, I do think Eric was pretty shocked. At the underlying, constant, consistent, subtle misogyny that was just woven into oh, wow. the fabric of this movie. I would expect you know. nothing less from 1984. This was, um, this was, there was a subtlety to the misogyny as opposed to just like, boobs, 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 boobs. Like, there was like a. <laughs> It felt systemic, and I was definitely like certain things would be said or things would happen, and I would just kind of look over at Eric, <laughs> and he'd be like, "I don't, I, I was, I was eight. I don't know." <laughs> you were gonna get two bones, Eric, and now you're only getting this one. Is what? Yeah. Ooh, it's, um, it's, so it was, looks it was, like it's coming down to. Yeah. So it was. It was interesting. It was definitely a little, you know, time capsule, little blast from the past. Always interesting to see the messaging that was just sort of like subconsciously placed into our um, brains at such a young age. Sure. Um, yeah. So that's the movie I'm doing. Um, <laughs> it. Yeah. I'm so excited. I. You'll. You'll enjoy. You'll enjoy the underlying ridiculousness and misogyny of it i i assure you um written and directed by tom eberhardt but tom clearly short for thomas spells it t-h-o-m so when i first read it i was like thom 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 eberhardt and then it reminded me of that guy who dated you you (laughs) matthew theo for short which i did hi my name is thomas thom for short thom for short (laughs) thom for short um so it's written and directed by Thom Everhart. Nineteen eighty four. Um, all right, dead or alive. Reggie. Alive. Sam. Alive. Hector. Dead. 
Uh, Audrey. Oof. Just remembered something. Dead. Dr. Carter. Mm, alive. Dr. Wilson. Dead. Uh, Oscar. Dead. And Larry. Alive. Okay. Here we go. We start with a voiceover that says, Since before recorded time, it had swung through the universe in an elliptical orbit so large that its very existence remained a secret of time and space. But now, in the last few years of the 20th century, the visitor was returning. And then we see a big red ball in the sky. The citizens of Earth will get an extra Christmas present this year as their planet orbited through the tail of the comet. Scientists predicted a light show of stellar proportions, something not seen on Earth for 65 million years. <gasps> Indeed, not since the time that the dinosaurs disappeared virtually overnight. There were a few who saw this as more than just a coincidence. And then we see like some scientists like shutting a big door, steel door. <laughs> Stay out of our business. Stay out of our business. Uh, as more than just a coincidence, but most didn't. Cut to Party Time USA! Everyone is partying in the streets because there's going to be a comet show. Science doesn't exist. I'm sure it'll be fine. Let's not listen to them. Bam, bam, so glad we've, I'm just so glad we've evolved past that. <laughs> like we just totally believe scientists now, which I think is just great. Party Time USA. So now we cut to a movie theater where it's really bustling. I, I, I'm guessing maybe they're doing like, you know, a comet themed midnight showing or something before like the light show is supposed to happen because they're definitely trying to like capitalize on the moment because the owner of the place is selling like little plastic headbands with like, you know, antenna on them. Mm -hmm. And he's selling them for nine fifty, which I was like. Nine dollars and fifty cents. Yes, because I was like a in lot 20, in nineteen eighty four. That's like one hundred dollars, right? About. I think that Definitely math's right. That's the math. Yeah. So I was like, I feel like if we saw this particular product in twenty twenty three, and it was marked for nine dollars and fifty cents, we'd be like, it would still be too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's worth one dollar. One dollar. Yeah. So people are clamoring for these fucking headbands and spending their entire like life savings on it i guess um so now we cut to Do they a, light up not they don't even fucking light up they don't even fucking light up i was picturing light it up they had they they had like what appears to be like little disco balls on the end i guess no yeah, way they're not worth no 950 way. they're not worth 1984 950 i'm telling you that right now so uh one of the girls that works there um She's wearing kind of like that bellhoppy kind of outfit that people that worked in theaters wore. Mm -hmm. And this is a movie theater? Yeah. Movie theater. And uh, she's playing an arcade game. And she's really good at it. And she's like really focused on it. 
And her boss keeps being like, stop playing that game and go do your job. And she's like, in a minute. I'm like, <laughs> do you get to just say in a minute at your jobs? Like, I didn't know that you could do maybe in 1984. So she ignores him. He tells her to, like, go walk the house. And she's like, in a minute again. And she's uh, trying to beat a score so like if you look at the scoreboard it says reg 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 dmk reg 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 mm -hmm. so she's like who the fuck is dmk she's so annoyed and i wrote she's super annoyed hyper focused and a terrible employee um so that's what we know about reggie so far regina she finally agrees to go do her job but then he's like and i don't want to see you in that projection booth <laughs> okay cut who's to in that projection booth you know who's in that projection uh, booth uh cut to the projection booth and it's some bone fucking time. bone yeah it's some fucking guy named larry who's on the phone yelling at someone and he's like 100 dollars Wait here all night for a print to come back, blah, blah, blah. So basically what it is is, like, he boot, he, he lends out the movies and people bootleg them and then they bring them back. So, like, he's running a little side business from the projection booth. And so okay. he negotiates $110 for this to do this, um, which, again, great money. In 1984, that could buy you, like, 10-ish of those headbands. I know, but I'm just like, <laughs> but honestly, if people are buying up those headbands, seems yeah. like an easier deal. Yeah. So um, he agrees. And then Regina comes in, and he says to her, when you close up, I don't know how it's going to work, but basically he says, Close up, then come back in through the back so that Mel thinks that everyone left. Because basically he has to, like, do this overnight. He has to give it to somebody. He has to wait there. And then he has to get it back the next day so that they can show the film. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's like, can you stay here or something? And she's like, no, we're going to miss the comet if we stay in here. And he's like, I'll give you 15 bucks. And she's like, it sounds like you'd be giving me $15 to make it with you. And he's like, no, I'm not giving you 15 bucks to make it with me. But also you'll get 15 bucks, you know, and <laughs> and also we're going to do it. So I kind of am. So question one, uh, you're Regina. Are you going to spend the night in, in the projection booth with Larry, who fits his name, if I'm being oh, honest? Larry. Sorry, Larry. Um, Sorry to all the Larrys Sorry out there. Sorry to all there. those Larrys out there that I'm are... I'm sure you're great and hot. I'm sure that you are the opposite. You People hear that your name's Larry and they go, really? I bet that's what they say about you. <laughs> um, this guy, when people meet him, they go, that checks out. That checks so, out. So, did you just have a comet fly overhead? Oh, I had a motorcycle. You didn't motorcycle. hear it? It sounded like a comet. Oh, barreling towards earth <laughs> that's what god it sound like yeah um what are you gonna do are you gonna <laughs> stay and make it make Larry? it make it's a fun way to say that make it, it. isn't it you're gonna make it together 
We're gonna make it after all. Um, Can you please sing no. that right before you bone D next time? <laughs> Just see how he takes it. Just see how he takes it. I'm gonna sing it right at the moment of climax. <laughs> But don't tell him. <laughs> don't tell him. <laughs> Just sing it. <laughs> I'll do it. When I, I'll do it too when I throw mine a bone as well. <laughs> be a little experiment. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? Uh, I want to see the comet. Fuck this guy. Okay. This is once in a 65 million year chance. And the chances of you being alive in the next 65 million years is slim. Slim. Pretty slim. 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 Even though I have been working out. So, Mm -hmm. you know, no big deal. (laughs) Uh, I think that she, she stays for Bone Town, I think, maybe. She does stay for Bone Town. Point for her. Uh Uh-oh. Not for you. Oh, no. So, we cut to the news. And it's a reporter saying that Newfoundland is going to be the first to see the comet based on its orbit. And he says, but strangely, all telecommunications out of that part of the world have been cut off. And we'll let you know. Uh oh! Um, this is what so, we thought was going to happen at Y2K. Yes, it is what we thought was going to happen at Y2K. Uh, my dad had to get clearance to have like SWAT teams land a helicopter on our front lawn in case he had to like be whisked away to do <laughs> oh some Y2K shit. Um, <sighs> it ended up being fine. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was fine. <laughs> it was. Totally fine. Though I did read an interesting like tweet that someone wrote that was like, yeah, all the Y2K stuff. And then everyone was like, and then it was nothing. Like it was such a big deal. And it's like, yeah, it was nothing because people worked really hard to fix to the problem. Yeah, to make it beforehand. It nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, also it was weird though because of the way that time works in the world. That Yeah. And, and, Anyone that we knew or were around were like scared of turning midnight. So I'm like, but but people have already hit midnight. They right. already did it. And they yeah. are, they're good. They're they're fine. It's they all haven't good. lost all of their transmitter electrical communications like Newfoundland. Yeah, exactly. So we now see that the person watching this TV newscast is a curly blonde teenager named Sam. Who's uh, she's laying on the couch and she answers the phone and it's Reggie calling her. Reggie is her sister. So Sam and Reggie sisters. sisters. Yeah. Okay. And basically Reggie is giving her sister a here's what to tell our stepmom because I'm going to be out all night. Making it. Yeah. Wow. If I had like known of the name Reggie. For a girl oh when I was young, that would have been, been my play name. name. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Reggie for Regina. Because my play name was Sam. Yeah. But wow. Reggie for Regina. That's. Now, where would it have ranked? It was like ranked, a missed opportunity. Where would it have ranked next to Nikki Goldberg? <laughs> Your other play name. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Goldberg I mean... or Reggie? <laughs> I guess it depends what we're playing. Yeah. Sometimes you need to be Nikki Goldberg (laughs) as an eight-year-old. 
you need to put on your business suit and be Nikki yeah. Goldberg and be Nikki Goldberg. Now, did Sam have a last name? I don't. Re- I don't. I don't recall a Sam last Sam name. Was just no, it was Sam. just Sam. Sam and then Nicole Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki for short. Nikki for short. Of Man, Reggie, though, <laughs> gosh, I would have loved that. We Go had a we had a play sometimes and have play names. Oh my gosh! Go back in time and just whisper the name Reggie, Reggie. short for Regina, into your little ear. My little, and then my little sleep brain, yeah, will be like, "I have a new play name." <laughs> oh, that's so cute, <laughs> man! Our play names were so indicative of our future personalities. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, Nicole Goldberg. Yeah, just like yours were just like Sam. Nicole Goldberg, Reggie, and mine were like Summer, Alice, <laughs> Gretchen, Winter. <laughs> I liked seasonal names. Autumn, uh, <laughs> Fall, <laughs> yeah, Spring, Spring. Only ones left. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? Oh, okay. So here's where we learn what their home situation is. They live with their stepmom, Doris, who's a real piece Doris. of shit. Oof. Uh, and basically, their dad is out at war. He's like a real oh. military guy. Wow. And Doris just blatantly fucks Chuck from next door. <gasps> what? Like in front of the girls. Doris? Ew. Yeah. And she blatantly is like, I hate being a stepmom and I hate you. Like, it's not a good situation. Cool, 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 cool. So Sam is like, you know, hands the phone to Doris to be like, Reggie wants to talk to you. And uh, she gives her a lie. And Doris says no. And uh, uh, Reggie's like, I'm 18. And Doris is like, listen, I wish I wasn't, but I'm responsible for you while your father's away. But not in like a, I'm responsible for you. It's like, oh, I'm responsible for you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also is like on a power trip because she ultimately just doesn't care. And then Sam says, uh, she hangs up the phone and Sam is like, I'm going to tell daddy that you're cheating with Chuck, basically. And uh, Doris is like, the hell you will. And then Sam says, you were born with your own asshole, Doris. You don't need Chuck. I'm calling Chuck an asshole. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Sure. So then Doris. I like it. It took me a minute to follow. Samesies. Uh, but, but then I was then like. I, then I liked it. Then I was like, solid burn, bitch. Solid yeah. burn. Liked it. So <clears throat> Doris slaps Sam across the face. <gasps> wow. Sam slaps Doris across the face. Wow. Then Doris punches Sam in the face. But it was a very funny punch. It was like in slow motion. It was like they were practicing the hit, but Uh then they just filmed it and put like a really (laughs) exaggerated like to be the into the, the Foley soundtrack. So punches Sam to the ground. Question two, what do you do? What does Sam do? I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> How do okay. I move out? Can I move in with my best friend, Autumn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Autumn's got great parents. 
I'm moving out. Okay. You're moving out. What does Sam do? But I'm thinking, I'm like, does Sam punch her back? And then what's next? Gosh, that would really escalate. <laughs> then they pull guns on each other. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that she doesn't punch back. But maybe she like yells something at her and then like goes to her room. One and a half points. One for you for running away. Half point for Sam not punching back. We'll get more specification on what Sam does do in a moment. So, cut to party outside. Doris was throwing... So, it turns out Doris was throwing a let's all look at the comet party. And uh, Chuck is there. And she's all over Chuck, blatantly. Fuck you, Chuck. Uh, and it's also like, the party is with the neighbors. So, the neighbors know that she's married to the guy who owns the house they're having a party at. And she's Mm -hmm. like, Chuck has like his hands down her pants. Like she's, Doris don't give a fuck. Doris is a real B. Doris is the worst. Um, So she says to Chuck, she's like, I'm never going to marry a guy with kids again. And then she's like, everyone look up. And everyone looks up. So cut to Reggie and the projectionist making it. We're gonna make it out <laughs> That's really great. I really can't wait for the report on how Dee takes think this. Dee's <laughs> <laughs> D- gonna be like, I didn't really think that your podcast was going to affect us in these very specific ways. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just kind of a thing that you do. I didn't know. I thought it was just like a fun th- hobby you had. Yeah. Not that... It would change the way you (laughs) orgasm. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I'll never forget in college, I think you were there, Kim, where we were all sitting around trying to come up with, like, the the funniest sounding ways to orgasm and, like, play tricks on people. And Anna's was by far the best, and I'll never forget it. Anna was like, the next time I am boning a dude, I'm just going to go like this. Oh... (laughs) makes me laugh all the time just thinking about it um (laughs) (laughs) just one monotone low (laughs) honk um (laughs) so what are we doing okay so everyone looks up okay so now we cut to regina making it with the projectionist and reggie is like, you know, whenever we do it in here inside the projection booth, I'm always worried someone will see. And Larry is like, there's no windows and the walls are made of steel. She's like, they're made of steel? And he's like, yeah, it used to be an old fire law. So I asked Eric. He was like, yeah, theaters used to make their projection booth out of steel in case the projection thing caught on on fire. fire. Which I thought was so interesting. That's smart. So smart. And then it um, saved all the people. Exactly. So now we hear the radio playing. And uh, the guy on the radio is like, I can't believe I'm going to miss the comet tonight. I should just set this to autopilot and go outside myself, you know. Party, 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 party. Cut back to Doris's party. The earth is suddenly bathed in red light. Like, I'm talking... 
red light special TLC music video kind of red light. That's TLC, right? I'm giving the red light. That's TLC. I'm almost positive. That's what yeah. I thought it was. I think it's I think it's TLC. That video was horny. <laughs> I don't remember it. It was very horny. Um, well, I mean, it's about the red light special. Kim, do you know what the red light special is? The red light district? I mean, I know the red light district. Yeah. And so it was a red light special. It was boning. They were going to make it. They were going to make it is what they were going to do. We're going to make it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. We've got the red light special. We're going to make it after all. (laughs) The remix. Oh, my God. This is going to be great. Um, So the earth is bathed in in a TLC music video from the 19... 90s um and then we see doris look up and we see her kind of like hold her head in pain and then it cuts to the sun coming up and the atmosphere is all red we're in los angeles by the way Mm. atmosphere is all red no people no people no people no people Uh all that we see everywhere is piles of clothes with red dust in them that were Oh, no. The red light special, no. The red light special was actually the red dust special. And you're dead. Oh, bummer. Yeah. So we're like seeing everywhere that it's red dust, piles of red dust and clothes. And then like a car just like stopped at a red light. Because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Um, and then we see Doris's clothes as well. Bye, bitch. Cut to Reggie, who is not dust. Because she's in a steel box. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, you figured it out. Uh, the radio is still playing. And the announcer is still there. And we hear Larry scream. And she's like, what, what? And he's like, that guy hasn't brought the print back yet. And he's super pissed. So he's like, I'm going to go out to my bike. And Reggie's like, don't I get an Egg McMuffin or anything? (laughs) Reggie, you deserve better than this. She really does. Because then Larry's putting on his shirt and he's like, do me a favor. And she's like, I did you a favor last night. (laughs) Because his boning wasn't very good. Uh, And and, uh, she's like, what about my 15 bucks? And he's like, tell him I'm pissed when he gets here and tell him you're pissed too. Like, so she doesn't even get her fucking $15. So Larry opens the door to the outside. Zombie! 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 We're zombied as well. So we were just dust. Yeah. I I did. I did too. So zombie, the zombie is holding a wrench and he hits one of those big wrenches, like construction wrenches. And he hits Larry with the wrench and drags him out of the theater. Zombie with a wrench. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I thought they just used their mouths. Uh, not this guy. He's a new zombie. So maybe he doesn't fully know all of his capabilities. So now we cut to Reggie playing video games again. And she finally replaces DMK. And she's just like eating concessions by herself. And again, I'm like, you're a terrible employee. Like you're truly an atrocious employee. Back to Ketrin and her, what's your name when you get all fucking miss, 
Miss Rulesy McVee Judy. Rulesy V McJudy. Rulesy V McJudy. Fucking Ketrin. You're a bad employee. <laughs> she is. You're a She's bad terrible. student. She, they are. They're terrible students. She's a bad employee. So, Do you have any fun when you were a teenager? Jeez. Not a lick. Not a lick of it. I'm just kidding. I did. Summer and Austin really follow the rules. Austin. Austin. Autumn. Autumn. <laughs> really follow uh, the rules. So Reggie goes outside. And she props the door open with a trash can. Like presumably looking for Larry. Like Larry hasn't come back yet. And she straight up sees piles of clothes and red dust. And she is looking at them like she has seen piles of clothes and red dust and no humans every day of her life. No reaction (laughs) at all whatsoever. Except that she just picks up a pair of underwear. And Eric was like, Eric, he was like, that's the piece of clothing you pick up is the underwear. Like there's a shoe. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that's what she picks up. And then I wrote, this takes place in L.A. So I was like, no, at no point in the history of L.A. prior to like the 1950s, was there ever a place in in L.A. that didn't have any people around? No people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just not a thing. So she's just eating a Twizzler, holding some red underwear, totally chill about the the dust piles. (laughs) And she comments on the smog, which I was like, fair, fair. We have had a reddish sky in our in our time in this LA. This is true. <laughs> um, and then the door closes. The trash can that she oh, just propped it up closed. So she kicks some piles of clothes angrily. Still doesn't appear to be as upset about the lack of people. More upset that she just got locked out of the theater. Is she still and holding her underwear. No, she dropped the underwear. She lost okay, interest. Good. Just making sure. Yeah. So she goes around to the back. And that door is also locked. But outside the door, she sees Larry's keys and a bloody wrench. Uh-oh. She picks up the wrench and just goes, ew, and puts it back down. <laughs> I was like, again, Reggie, your powers of deduction are faulty. <laughs> this <laughs> all looks like a very serious emergency. You have many clues. So then she like looks over and sees Larry's motorbike and she starts walking down the alley to the motorbike also not concerned uh and then she hears something and she like kind of starts looking around and she approaches this perfectly stacked wall of boxes in the alley and a zombie pops out and it's our friend the zombie that we saw before Uh, wrench zombie wrench zombie uh question three what do you do what does she do Am I still holding anything? The keys. I am going to... Is it, like, close to me? No. You're, like, I would say, like, the zombie is here. Then, like, you know, two couches, then you, and then two couches behind you is the motorbike. When you say motorbike, (laughs) it's a motorcycle? It's It's a a bicycle. It's a motorcycle, but like it just looked kind of wimpy. I don't Is know, it like a moped. No, I guess it's a motorcycle. It just didn't look very <laughs> stocky. It just looked kind of wimpy. Looked kind of like a Larry. 
you know? Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> looks like a Larry. Yeah. Um, motorbike. Kind of Larry bike. Um, this is mean. I don't feel this way about Larry's. I'm just making jokes. I actually don't even know any Larry's. I think Larry's are fine. This Larry sucks, but I'm sure all other Larry's are fine. Wasn't there another name that we hated on him? Was it Larry also? Do we have a specific- it's in Hellraiser, I think. What was it? Do we just really hate Larry's? <laughs> yeah, because wasn't Shoulder Pads' husband named Larry? Larry? <laughs> I am wow. so, sorry I'm so sorry to all the Larry's out there. This is not okay, and I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to make a change. We really do. Starting today. No more Larry bigotry. <laughs> it's <laughs> awful. <laughs> uh I think hand in hand we hop on that motorbike. I mean, I'm I'm thankful for it being a a wimpy motorbike and not the studly Larry motorcycle that I expected. Oh, <laughs> uh, because that seems a little scarier for me to drive. But I bet I can drive a motorbike. I think you could drive this. Um, point for you. Unfortunately, oh, <laughs> you didn't get a double ding because you didn't hand in hand throw the keys away no seemingly for zero reason like even eric was like huh what like <laughs> why what so she just kind of puts up her dukes and she's like what is this trick or treat and i'm like well no it's oh. christmas time so no um and the zombie says, come here. Just like that. Oh, he talks, too. He does. These are interesting yeah. zombie lords. They are interesting zombies. We'll learn a little bit of, more about what what they are. Um, and then she says, come here, your ass. And then she's like, don't do anything stupid because I'm trained to take care of myself. So this is where we learn, like, my dad taught me. Oh, she's military trained. Yeah. So, like, she knows how to defend herself. This is where she... Th- Seemingly, guys, go back and watch it. She seemingly throws the keys away behind her herself. She seemingly takes the keys and throws them behind her and then is like, fuck. And I'm like, no, you just did that. Like, you (laughs) threw them. And so she throws a punch, runs to the bike, tries to pick up the keys. The zombie grabs her, pushes her down. She manages to, like, grab a club or something, and she... Easily hits him, swats him off, then gets on the bike and bails. So um, she's an idiot, but she bested the zombie. So now we cut to her riding through the completely empty, utterly empty streets of L.A. Um, But she stops at a red light anyway, next to a car with no human in it. And then she looks in, sees no driver, drives off. Sky is all red. So now we cut to Sam and Reggie's house. And no one is around. She's calling for everybody. Doris, Sam, um, looking around the house. And then Sam jumps Mm. out. Mm. And Sam Sam jumps Mm. out. Yay. And Sam tells Reggie that Doris decked her. And so... She ran away. She left a note and everything. But I didn't have anywhere to go, so I hid in the steel storage shed. Wow. So she then, like, brings the boombox into the kitchen, and the radio is playing. And 
Sam definitely does not appear to have any concept of what is going on. Doesn't seem concerned that there are no humans about, but there are piles of clothes in her backyard where the party was (laughs) and piles of dust. She seems to not feel like that's an emergency. Um, But Reggie is like, you know, trying to explain to her, like, I don't know why you're so chipper. Like the reason your pep squad didn't answer the phone is because there is no one, like there is no one here. So Reggie, Reggie like pulls at her and Sam is like, Hey, this sweater is $80. And I'm like, $80 in 1984. What is happening? (laughs) I wouldn't even buy an $80 sweater today in 2023. (laughs) Um, and then she like picks up an empty leash because like there's a oh no yeah so Reggie goes outside Sam is standing on the porch and uh, Reggie's like look at all the dust piles and she's like see here's Doris and like pours red dust out of a shoe and she's like and here's Chuck and like pours red dust out of his shoe and she's like and there's no kids she like looks you know tells Sam to like look down the street she's like it's Saturday morning where are the kids <laughs> So question four, you're Sam. You've just been confronted with a terrifying reality. What do you do? What does she do? <laughs> I am a little Um Well, I don't know what to do. I'm going to try to s- call our dad. Okay. Seems like he might know some stuff in the military okay. and maybe like listen to the radio and TV, see if there's news information anywhere, an emergency alert, like what's happening. Okay. You know, trying to find more information. Love it. What does she do? Sam. Mm, I mean, I don't know her, but just from what's happening, does she want to throw a party or something? (laughs) (laughs) Ding for you. You ever seen that meme where it's just Homer Simpson backing into the bushes? (laughs) Yeah. She just backs into the house and slowly shuts the door. (laughs) (laughs) And Reggie is still standing outside. And she just is like, Goodbye. <laughs> that's a that's a fair response. I'll I'll True. give it to her. Yeah. That's honestly, that probably would be my response. I mean yeah. my initial response. Yeah. No thank you. No thanks. Goodbye. No. See you later. <laughs> Put so, a blanket over this. So Reggie comes in and Sam is making cereal. So clearly she's still in denial. Mm-hmm. Like she's just like, goodbye, let me make some cereal. And they fight about it. And Sam is saying that Reggie is trying to scare her. And I'm like, Sam, like, you can see that that there's no people. Like, mm-hmm. Reggie couldn't have orchestrated this big of a prank. I know it's the 80s, but I don't think she could do this big of a prank. So finally, Sam believes her, right? And then they kind of stop because they hear the radio announcer still talking. Question five, what do you do? What do they do? Um, what's he saying? Just like, hey, we got another 
hit for you in these weird times. Blah, 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 blah. I'm a radio announcer and I'm talking. Uh, Here's Rick Astley. I don't know. <laughs> never gonna give you up. Never, never gonna, gonna let, let you, you down. down. Never gonna turn <laughs> around. <laughs> to be fair, next time I throw Eric a bone, that's what I'll sing. Oh, I, I love it. Him. Yeah. You're going to rickroll him? For yeah, I'm going to rickroll him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. he's going to get rickrolled. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> I love it for me, too. <laughs> do I love it for Eric? I don't know. <laughs> but I do know that Dee and Eric are going to start a support group that's just the two of them. <laughs> Um, uh, maybe we call the radio station hand in hand. That's two half points. They drive to the radio station. Oh, I considered that, but yeah. I thought calling would be easier. And they go inside and no one is there. Oh, that guy put it on auto so he could go watch the comet. Autopilot. Um, and at one point Sam says, do you think this happened everywhere? Like in Burbank? <laughs> um, that's a little joke on how spread out and giant L.A. is. Us L.A. natives. Oh, I'm not a native. Got the joke. Cool. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I think we've been here long enough. Yeah, I think we get to call ourselves that. Yeah. We then see a shadow behind them. <gasps> And it's a guy with a gun. And he's like, step into the light. Because like he's sort of in silhouette. And then the girls are also in silhouette to him. And so he's like, Sam. Or it doesn't say Sam. He's like, you, step into the light. And Reggie is like, Reggie is like, let her go. And maybe I can work something out. Uh, and I'm just who? like. Reggie said that? Yeah. He's yeah. She was trying to make it with him to yeah. survive? Yeah. Wow. And like, here's the thing. I, you know, we are sex positive on this show. It didn't feel like that. Like this character choice that they gave Reggie of like being kind of slutty, which we're going to touch on more, didn't feel empowering. It felt. I'm kind of slutty. That wouldn't be the first choice I ever made to be like, here's how we can survive. Like that's like. That's also, deep, like deep down the line, yeah, of and survival. Also, like, there is an emergency, and it doesn't feel good. There is an emergency of apocalyptic proportions happening right now, um, and everyone seems to be fairly chill about it, except this guy with a gun who seems to know what's going on because he's a man. So he starts counting, being like five, four, and she's like, "All right, all right," and she steps into the light, and basically he can see that she's not a zombie. Like he needed to see that they weren't. Mm-hmm zombied right and she's like get a lot of dates this way huh and he says seen any zombies sweetheart and again (sighs) we are supposed to like hector this is what's interesting like we're supposed to like hector but he is why like he he's wildly misogynistic he's the he's the least misogynistic but he's still (laughs) wildly misogynistic And Reggie says, I was jumped by one. We then learn that 
Hector is a truck driver and he picked up a girl on his way back from San Diego. And this morning they stopped to get gas and they saw a zombie eating a cat. And this girl he picked up, that's how he describes her, by the way, this girl Uh I picked up, um, she freaked out and ran. I tried to catch up with her, but when I found her, she was being torn apart by a zombie. Mm -hmm. Reggie then has a realization of what happened to Larry, which I was like, you're stick. It took a, took a minute. Yeah. Your fight with the zombie in the alley where you found his keys and a bloody bloody wrench. Yeah, it's like we're didn't, playing the game Clue, and <laughs> and, and you didn't you pick lost. up <laughs> zombie in the alley with the wrench with the wrench. Like, <laughs> it's like, come on, one. yeah. So Sam then starts flirting with Hector, and he leaves to find Reggie, who ran off to the bathroom. Honestly, even Sam's preoccupation with like, there's a boy. I'm just like. There's an apocalypse. Like, they're teenage girls, but, like, they're not... Whatever. I can't get into it every single time there's something to get into. Um, so now we cut to Reggie in the bathroom. And he Hector is knocking outside the door. And he's trying to apologize for getting off on the wrong foot. And she's like, go away. And he's like, I don't have time for your attitude. And I'm like, her attitude... Great apology. <laughs> Yeah, also her attitude during a zombie apocalypse where she just realized that her projectionist fuck buddy is dead? Stranger that she's never met? (laughs) And he says, your sister's taking it better than you. And Reggie's like, she thinks her dad is going to come home with the green berets. And then she asks him, she's like, where did you spend the night last night? And he says, in the back of my truck Mm -hmm. with the girl I picked up. That's when Reggie realizes steel. That's the comet can't penetrate steel. Mm -hmm. Cut to Sam playing with the radio microphone and she starts talking into it. And she's like, this is Samantha, blah, blah, blah. One third (laughs) owner of the greater L.A. basin. So then I wrote. So she does appear to get it like. Mm -hmm. She She's does like, appear yeah, to understand. Yeah, I'm one of three people alive in L.A. <laughs> yeah. I'm so... <laughs> we own L.A. All, yeah. Just us, three people alive. Yeah, so her priorities and... are apparently right where she wants them, I guess. So now we cut to Hector giving Reggie a gun. And he's like, do you know how to use that thing? And she's like... Yes, my dad taught both of us how to use all kinds of shit, like literally at the military store with lots of <laughs> guns <laughs> and says something about like, you know, oh, we get to that later. She's like, I want one with more firepower, like he hands her a pistol. And then we get a little a little sprinkling of racism as well. So we've got lots of misogyny and just a just a dash of racism Great. because what she says is that might work for date night in the barrio, but not against those things. Yeah. And then I wrote, didn't you just lightly punch one and it went down in the alley? <laughs> right. So I, I think this gun will be fine. Um, 
So Sam, we're back with Sam, and she's talking. She's like, the drinking age is now 10, and I'm taking requests from you Teenage Comet Zombies, which Eric told me was the original title of the film, Teenage Comet Zombies. Teenage Comet Zombies. Yeah. Um, and she That's says, fun. call That's a good us. band name. It is a good band name. Um, that is a great band name. Uh, let's start it. That band. Done. We're not teenagers. <laughs> uh, then she's like, call the hit line 555 hits. Um, and then she gets a call. Uh, bring. Bring. Hello? Cut back to Reggie with Hector. And she asks him, do you know where the army base in Los Alamitos is? And she says, my dad took us there for target practice. And Hector asks if she knows how to use the guns there. And she names some gun or whatever. And she's like, that blah, blah, blah machine gun was practically made for housewives. So, like, yeah, she knows how to use guns. Then Sam runs in. And she's like, we got a call. (laughs) (laughs) And they have a request. <laughs> they want to hear, never going to give you up. <laughs> never going to let you down. <laughs> Brick rolled, you Brick bitches. Um, Hector and Reggie run in. Uh, but Sam is like, but it went dead. Like, I, they, they said some things, and then the line went dead. And she's like, they're at some research facility in the desert. But she doesn't recall where. And Hector's really mad. And she's like, I didn't take notes before the line went dead. Like, I didn't know that I was going to be, you know. And then we're at the science desert place. And we hear that the scientists are listening to the radio and listening to their conversation. So we're hearing the rest of the conversation that Hector and Reggie and Sam are having, having at the science center. And that's where she's like... uh Oh, that's where the scientists are, like, discussing what they need to do. So one of the things they said was, like, we need to go get them, but, like, how will we find them? And Oscar is like, well, from a psychological standpoint, the radio represents normalcy. So uh, it would make sense that they would stay there. Dr. Carter. Oh. (laughs) This was the other pretty egregious thing. All of them are referred to as Dr. Carter, Dr. Wilson, except for Audrey, who appears to also be a doctor, and she is referred to as Audrey. (laughs) Everyone, including IMDb, where it's listed as Audrey, and then doctor and doctor. Uh, I guess to be fair, Oscar is Oscar, but still. So here's what the conversation is. Back and forth. I'm just going to kind of give you some information. So basically, Dr. Carter is like, I don't want to bring survivors back to this base because I don't like what you guys are proposing we do, which isn't clear yet. And the doctors, you know, the male doctors um, are like, (laughs) (laughs) they're like, what about the disintegration factor? This condition is progressive, blah, blah, blah. Um, We learned that they received partial protection. 
so like they were exposed to a little bit of the comet's radiation. So the basically, the not sci- the doctors, the wait, no, the scientists, the scientists, the scientists were were subjected to a little bit of radiation and we learn why later. Cause at first okay. I was like, didn't I see you guys like close the steel door at the beginning? So hold that thought. The people that are zombies also received a little bit of radiation and it's progressively going to turn them to dust. The people that are currently dust got all zapped. of the radiation zapped and they're gone. So we're just okay. kind of learning the science, the science of it. And, um, we learn that first what happens is like the drying of the body fluids, blah, blah, blah. Um, Audrey's like, we've heard it a thousand times. And um, so all of these scientists are going to start zombieing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they know it. And oh. uh, they're all like, you know, it's, it's going to happen. And Audrey's like, right, exactly. So why are we bringing people back here if like. Right. It, we're going to attack them. Yeah. Um, And so Dr. Carter is like, so what you're saying is we shouldn't even try. And Audrey's like, yeah, like, I don't think that we're even going to be alive enough, live alive long enough to go get them, let alone do what it is that you guys are proposing we do, Mm -hmm. which we don't know yet. And uh, they then start listening to the conversation over the radio again. And we hear Sam say. Um, this, you know, the scientists told us not to be caught in the city after dark. Um, we'll leave tomorrow. And that's where she's like, some people were exposed to the comet, but just a little bit. So what happened to Doris is happening to them only slower and they're dangerous. So she's referring to the zombies. Cut to Sam driving down the street, speeding, drinking a beer because she's mad that she was blamed for the phone going dead. So she's like all pissed. She's like, I'm not, it's not the, re- I'm not the reason the phone went dead, blah, blah, blah. And they're mad at me and blah, blah, blah. And she's also jealous because she thinks her sister's going to fuck Hector, which is apparently every teenage girl's priority. Um, then in her rear view, she sees cop lights. Question mm-hmm. six. What do you do? What does Sam do? The cop lights are moving, like coming. They're after her. They're after her. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if zombies can drive. Well, they can operate wrenches. That's for sure. Though he didn't really use the wrench in its intended purpose. (laughs) Yeah, but also this is Sam, right? So she doesn't know about the wrench. Yeah. I think. She floors it, considering she's okay. all pissed off and stuff. Okay. I'm debating, because I'm part of me is like, if this is a human, wouldn't it be bad to be like, hello? Hello? What's, uh, what are we doing about this, this old <laughs> thing? Yeah. Um, this old, this old comet. <laughs> but I think I'm going to floor it too, though. Fuck it. Point for you, bitch. Oh, Sam is like, shit, the cops and pulls over. Realize she's also drinking a beer currently. Right. So she uh, sprays Banaka 
into her mouth. <laughs> Classic. The cop comes up to the window, leans down. Zombie cop! Ah! And he Zombie starts. Cop. He starts pulling her out, and the other cop starts pulling her <gasps> legs, like so she's getting oh, no. pulled in different directions. And then her face is like being scratched off. By the zombie cops. Oh, my gosh. And then she wakes up. Oh, gosh. I was like, wow. We're killing Sam's Sam. Out of here. Yeah. She wakes up on the couch at the radio station. Reggie's asleep on the other couch. And she, like, feels her face, you know, to make sure it's not scratched off. Gets up. Goes into the bathroom. Cut to Hector working out. Doing sit-ups. Got to keep that core tight in the apocalypse. <laughs> and um, Reggie comes in. And I guess she woke up. Reggie comes in. And Reggie asks, or Hector asks if Sam is okay. And uh, Reggie then sits down next to him on the ground. And Hector says that he has to go down to San Diego to check on the family. and uh, His family. And he doesn't, <clears throat> Reggie is like, but you know they're gone. And he's like, I don't know that they're, like, I don't actually know that they're gone. I have to go see. Mm -hmm. So Reggie then talks about her family. Here's where we learn that her mom split after their dad got back from Vietnam. And it was just the three of them, their dad, Reggie, and Sam. But when the girls got when we got older and dad realized that we weren't ever going to be boys and go to ranger school, he married Doris and went off looking for a war. She then gets immediately touchy feely as if she and Hector have known each other for their whole lives and are <laughs> in a committed relationship. Like she's basically like, you know, like, don't leave for San Diego. And he's like, I'll be back. And I'm like, you're strangers. You're strangers. You're just you're, you're strangers. You're strangers. You haven't even, like, been through a trauma bonding moment nope. yet. Like, you've Not had even. separate moments of being like, ah, yeah. the world is apocalyptic. But, like, yeah. I guess we're here together. But, like, it just started. We just started. I, you just could get started. there. Don't yeah. get me wrong. You yeah. could get there for sure. But, like, come on. Yeah. Too soon. Um, so then is Hector he's, like super hot. What's, what's going on? He's fine. And actually that's how the girls describe him too. They're like, he's fine. Uh, uh, uh. I think he's cute. Um, but he's, he's fine. Like he's not, he's not like fine. He's fine. <laughs> um, wow. he's got a sweet face. I think he's, I think he's cute. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, you want me to come back from San Diego? What will you give me? And she's like, Texas. Like being cute, like, ah, <laughs> isn't this apocalypse funny? <laughs> so Sam is listening and sad that Hector is showing interest in her sister and not her. And then we notice that she's like scratching at a rash on her mm -hmm. neck. Cut to Sam and Reggie firing guns at a car. And I was like, I feel like you're wasting bullets. Like, you're just spraying this car. It appears to be, I don't know. I got to look up what this gun is. So the handle of the gun, it's like an L shape. Okay, mm -hmm. the gun is mm -hmm. an L shape. 
and it's an upside down L because the handle of it is longer than the nose of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sprays bullets kind of like a machine gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never really, I've never seen this. I don't know what this is. Um, I'm sure gun f- freaks do. Um, but as they're firing, the gun keeps jamming. So, and they're annoyed. Like clearly these two girls like definitely know how guns work, know how many guns work. And at one point Sam is like, "Ugh, these guns suck. Daddy would have gotten us Uzis. And, and Reggie's like, yeah. Um, and then Sam asks if she and Hector boned. And I'm like, what? It is an apocalypse. Like, <laughs> I am minorly inconvenienced a week ago. And my libido is like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what these girls are doing, but their libido is in full swing at all times. Apocalypse or no. So um, Reggie is annoyed that Sam asked the question. And Sam is like, ah. My sister, who swiped every guy I've ever had my eye on, is now swiping the last guy in the world. And then they kind of laugh about it, I guess. Whatever. Now we cut to Hector pulling up to his mom's house in San Diego. And he's, like, walking around the house, looks at a picture of her. No one's in the house, obviously. They're all dusted. And he starts, like, grabbing memories and putting them into a bag And then he hears something outside the door. So he draws his gun. And he says through the door, I don't know who you are, but I have a gun. So I'd split while you have the chance. He then opens the door and it's a child zombie. Mm. But a zombie nonetheless. Mm. Teenage zombie. Uh, Uh. Pre... uh, uh, a preteen zombie 13 14 okay. it's not like a baby i'm just trying to say like <laughs> it's not like a baby <laughs> it's like a formidable foe if he would like you know um mm-hmm. so question seven what do you do what does he do oh i'm gonna shoot it mm-hmm. sorry baby zombie it's not a baby he's fine i mean he's not fine he'd be dead but <laughs> go on but he's already dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hand in hand. Point for you. <laughs> Hector also Homer Simpsons into the bushes <laughs> and just closes the door. <laughs> well, the zombie kid obviously busts through the door and uh, is now chasing him through the house. And Hector is, is like his kid. No, but okay. he is like, I don't like kids. And then he slips for real. Like I could tell the actor slipped and they kept uh-huh. it in. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he jumps out the bathroom window and runs to his truck. So he does not, in fact, shoot the zombie child. Which I'm like, people have do people have morals about like shooting zombie children? I'm like, they're not children then. Like the zombie, the it zombie still be hard. You fucking monster. They're the monster. They are the monster. <laughs> I am not the monster. They monster. Who's the monster now? <laughs> are so, they? They are. are no, they're the monster. Can it be both? 
Maybe we're both monsters. <laughs> um, so now we cut to the science facility. Oh, with the, with the scientists, the science facility. And uh, Dr. Audrey, I'm going to refer to her as Dr. Audrey. Dr. Audrey is trying to remember a code of some kind. She keeps trying to type a code into the computer and she's like, ah, oh, like she keeps forgetting it. And then she makes a note about that says loss of memory, but then she spells memory wrong mm. and looks at it and is like oh, memory and spells it right. So we're like watching the progression happen. Then Oscar, I think it's Oscar or Dr. Carter, somebody comes in and is like, we found survivors. And Audrey is like, how long will the blood test take? And he says, not long. So he, Dr. Carter says, I've talked with some of the others and we decided that it would be more beneficial to conduct the rest of the blood tests in the field. So I want you to go to L.A. with the rest of the group uh, to go get basically our radio station kids. And uh, she says whatever the majority wants. And Dr. Carter is like, you don't seem to hold the majority rule in very high regard. And Dr. Audrey says, if something's wrong, it's wrong. Majority rule doesn't have anything to do with it. And uh, Dr. Carter says, but it goes straight to the core purpose of our group, our scientific group, which is to survive. That is our goal. You'll grant me that. And she says, the core purpose never included bringing outsiders to the facility. Nevertheless, she goes outside to the roof and a, a helicopter lands mm -hmm. and two of the survivors, they, the two survivors they brought back to the facility are children, actual mm -hmm. children, unzombied children. And we then see her like screaming at Dr. Carter, but we can't hear what, what she's saying because of the helicopter. But clearly yeah. she's like very upset that the people that just came off the helicopter were children. We still don't really. To, I'm about to be a monster. I'm about to be a monster. And I don't want to kill these children. Yeah. Uh, so now we cut to I have a fun bonus question coming. We cut to Sam and Reggie sitting on a cop car. Uh, Sam is downing beers, and Reggie is like, you know, there's no dermatologists anymore, and that beer is going to wreak havoc on your complexion. And I'm like, for who? For who? We are in an apocalypse. <laughs> and Sam is like, I mean, I'm getting a rash too anyway. And she's like, the end of the world makes me nervous. So basically we learn that she like always breaks out when she's stressed out. Mm -hmm. So I guess she is stress stressed out, I guess. Um, and then she says. It's the old end of the world hives. Yeah, the end of the world hives, I guess. In there. But then we learn what she's really stressed about because she says, do you like him? Hector. Oh, no. And Reggie says, he's nice. And then Sam starts very sweetly talking about a boy that she liked at school. And she starts crying. And I was like, this is actually really good. Like, this script is garbage. But, like, you're doing the you're doing great work. You're doing the job that you were hired to do. She had a she had some really, like. Lovely acting moments that I was very impressed with. But regardless, they've written a, teenage, a female teenage character that is 
in an apocalypse has lost every single person she's ever known or loved except for her sister and is only concerned with going down to bone town. Mm-hmm. Um, so Reggie decides to do something to cheer Sam up. And she says, I hope you brought your credit card because you won't need them. We're going on a shopping spree because that's how girls feel better. Bonus point. We now get a trying on clothes montage at the mall. What song is playing in the movie while they the girls have a fun clothes montage? Is it, um, never gonna give you up, <laughs> never gonna let you down. <laughs> wow, we just, we I'm just canceled kidding. out, we canceled out each other's rituals. <laughs> uh, what song is playing, is it supposed to mean something to me? Uh, it's the 80s. It's the 80s. The girls have decided... That to feel better, they're gonna go have fun and try on clothes. I can honestly say you're gonna kick yourself. When things were made. Is it girls just wanna have fun? Hey! Yes, it is. Bonus point for you. But as Eric pointed out, he was like, they couldn't get the rights to the real song. They had to do this cover. Oh, it's a cover. It's a cover. I don't honestly think I would have noticed because it was like, Pretty close. So, shopping spree montage. Then, we see their shopping spree montage on security cameras being watched by someone. Uh-oh. And they are being watched by a bad guy with a capital B-G. He <laughs> is bad to the bone. And he was like, give me all this scenery, put some salt on it, because I'm going to eat it up. (laughs) And uh, But before we get to that, the girls are having a conversation while they put makeup on. And uh, it's the only thing they can talk about. Beck Deli in this movie. It is about boys, yeah. And Sam says, what if Hector is gay? Then he would be having the same problem that we're having. What you've been, it's been an apocalypse for like half a day. You don't have a you don't have a re- reproduction problem no. y- yet. No, like we don't no. even know who's alive in the world. No, Mm-mm. what's no. happening? What is happening? And then she drops an f bomb, which I was like, ah, oh, the eighties mm-hmm. when our when our likable main characters can use the f word. Um, <laughs> so. The idea of Hector being gay seems to genuinely concern Reggie. She seems to be genuinely concerned <laughs> that there, she may be stuck with the last man on earth that doesn't want to have sex with her. I, 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 listen, I've never been in apocalypse. I don't know what my priorities would be. <laughs> As I said... I'm mildly inconvenienced and I can't have sex for a month. So I don't, I don't know what is happening. Cut to someone cutting off all the lights in the mall. Mm-mm. And then we hear, attention shoppers. I trust you have cards to pay for all that stuff. Also, that is 
as exaggerated of a villain voice as this particular actor was doing. So we then see like Reggie being like, (gasps) and she like mimes to Sam, like, where's your gun kind of thing. Reggie has hers next to her. Clearly Sam left her somewhere else. So they actually split up like dumb dumbos. Because I'm like, Reggie, go with your unarmed sister to find her gun. As the armed person. Yeah. Go with the unarmed person. Yeah. But regardless, uh, you're Reggie. You did not go with your unarmed sister. But you do do something else. So somebody is watching you making announcements. What do you do? What does she do? Oh, can I just get out of this apocalypse, please? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sammy. Goodbye. We're out of here. <laughs> I don't wanna. Yeah. Uh, I guess um, in too deep. Marnie in too deep. You are. You're in pretty deep. Um, maybe she goes to look for the security office. Okay. What do you do? I mean, like, I feel like it'd be good to find another human alive. Hmm. I think she's like, oh, a man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that on the speaker? Just, it's a man. And she just rips her blouse open. It's like the Roger Rabbit cartoon lady. <laughs> yeah. I think she goes to look for the security office. I'm going to go find my sister and get the fuck out of here. Point for you. She finds all the security cameras and shoots them out so that she can't be seen. Pretty smart. Uh, but it doesn't matter because... A uh, bad guy with a capital BG has friends. Uh, turns out it's all the people that worked in this mall that have now taken over the mall. And they've decided that they're the kings and princes and dukes and of the mall. <laughs> um, they've created a whole kingdom out of the yeah, mall. Yeah. Um, which is honestly, this mall made of steel? Like how my are question exactly. My question exactly. I guess it is. I guess the mall is made of steel. So now we have an elaborate shootout in the mall where various things happen. Uh, The bad guys are extremely bad at shooting, kind of like the stormtroopers in uh, Star Wars. Uh, Sam, the things happen like Sam uses, throws shoes at them to distract them from shooting at Reggie. Reggie poses as a mannequin to hide from them. Uh, um, you know, that That's kind of That's my stuff. favorite staying alive tactic we've that ever is, heard. To become a mannequin. She's yeah. like, I'm a mannequin. I'm a mannequin. Uh, <laughs> and she like puts a cool hat on and it's just like, and they, she fooled him. She fooled the fuck out of him. <laughs> I bet she did. Uh, I bet she did. She did. So then Sam decides to take the high ground, which just means, you know, going up a level. And Reggie does tell them she's like, we're expecting friends because I guess she's like the scientists know we're know we're here. So they're going to come get us is kind of her threat to them. And we do cut to a helicopter whirring outside, landing next to the cop car where they were. Cut back to the bad guys skulking around, being so bad. Bad to the bone, if you will. (laughs) Um, Sam then calls at them from another floor and drops a TV on them. Misses. A guy grabs her. She kicks him in the balls. They're very good at fighting, but they're very, very stupid. Um, These girls, unfortunately. Very good at fighting. Very stupid. Very horny. Um, (laughs) 
It's a wild combination. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Sam gets captured somehow. Uh, then the elevator opens and we see a John McClane. Mm-hmm. Now I've got a sh- now I've got a machine gun situation. Ho ho ho. Oh. But it's Reggie holding a blonde guy with a gun to his back. And she's like, let my sister go or else. And a bad guy with a capital BG is like, I can't have you holding one of our people hostage. And that's how he talks. (laughs) And and he's got sunglasses on. I wear my sunglasses in the apocalypse. Apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I couldn't get the word out either. So I can't really make fun of you for not following me with it. Um, And she's like, I'll shoot him. And he's like, I repeat, I can't have you holding one of my people hostage. So he shoots him himself. Shoots the hostage. himself. Oh. And Reggie is like, you're crazy. (laughs) You're crazy. That's exactly what she says. And bad guy with a capital BG says, no, I'm not. I just don't give a fuck. Uh, 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 is he like part? Is he part? Max Headroom? <laughs> yeah. He is. Yeah. I don't know what this guy. Listen. Spoiler alert. This guy appears and never comes back. So he said, I got one scene. And I'm going to make the most of it. And honestly, <laughs> I respect it. He was like, I got a weird character choice. I'm going to milk it for all it's worth. I'm taking this cash cow all the way to the bank place. <laughs> so now we cut back to the scientists who are using deductive reasoning to, to figure out where the girls are. And they immediately figure it out because where do teenage girls go? The mall. The mall. Um, so we cut to the mall. And we learn that they're disgruntled stock boys. And Sam and Reggie are tied up back to back. And a bad guy with a capital BG is like, you're ripping us off. And Reggie's like, what do you want for us to pay for it? And he says, you wouldn't believe what we want from you. Only in your worst nightmares. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, cut to scientists looking for them in the mall. And we now see that the bad guys are playing Russian roulette. With, with with them, like, you know, spinning it, seeing if they're going to shoot them in the head. But then they're gunned down, machine gunned down by scientists. The end of that <laughs> saga. Uh, yay. So now we cut to the scientists talking about how dumb teenagers are. Uh, and they are looking at Sam, who's scratching at her rash, and one of the scientists says, I don't need a blood test to know about that one. Meaning. Oh, shit. She's yeah. zombied. Yeah. Uh, Audrey, Dr. Audrey is like, here's this. Here's him say this. And we kind of see her kind of look up from her notes in like a suspicious way. But like she doesn't say anything. But she does say, you know what? I'll stay behind. And I'll administer the field test so that we can wait for the third one, Hector. So they're like, he's going to come back. I'll wait for him here. 
Oscar is then like, oh, wait, with you. Oscar is the, um, he's like a psychologist. So that's why he's also not a doctor, I guess. She's not a doctor because she's a woman. Mm -hmm. Oscar's not a doctor because it's a pseudoscience, apparently. I don't actually think psychology is a pseudoscience. I was making a joke. Cut to Sam. Say, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay. Cut to Reggie waving at Sam from the helicopter because they're going to take Reggie to the science center. Okay. But Sam is going to stay presumably to wait for Hector. So she's just waving at the plane helicopter. And then she starts, she walks in to the mall again, I guess walks into the mall again. And says to Dr. Audrey, hey, thanks for letting me have a shot at Hector without my sister here. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Like, this was where I was, like, really looking at Eric, just being like, at this point, I'm disappointed that even your eight-year-old 1984 (laughs) brain wasn't picking up on this misogyny. And he just was like, Sorry. (laughs) Um, It's just wild. So uh, Dr. Audrey is like, yeah, we're just, you know, we'll wait for Hector. And she's like, "Um, but why don't you lay down? Because I want to help you with that rash that you have. And I wrote, not a Bechdelian conversation at all, because she's talking about boys and that appears to be all she cares about and all Audrey is talking about because they're talking about Hector. Dr. Audrey assures her, like, I'm going to give you this shot for your irritated skin and whatever the comet did to you. And Sam says, well, I'm pretty sure it's just nerves. Like this happens to me whenever I get nervous. Um, And she's like, but if I, but if I do have the comet thing or whatever, this will get rid of it. Right. And Dr. Audrey says, yes. So then she, like, is, you know, kind of sleepily telling Dr. Audrey about some boy she has a crush on at school. (laughs) And then she goes to sleep. Dr. Audrey, like, sweetly touches her hair. And then Oscar comes in and says, is that it? And Dr. Audrey says, what, Oscar? Did you want me to take her up back and shoot her? And it cuts back. And I was like, Eric? Did they, they just, just kill, kill her? <laughs> and Eric was like, she's dead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They killed Sam. Oh. Goodbye. Goodbye. And Dr. Audrey says, I'm just glad it was painless. She, Goodbye. Yeah, she, she just went to sleep talking about her favorite thing. Boys. The only thing she can talk about. Making it. Um, and so I'm then surprised she wasn't just like going to sleep. We're gonna make <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dead. she didn't see she didn't see a white light. She just saw a big dick coming right at her face. And she and ran she's like for heaven. <laughs> um. So then, Doctor Audrey says, "Uh, I think we can go." 
she didn't think Hector was coming back. She says to Oscar. Okay, got it. Oscar says, there's no harm in waiting, but we should go back to the radio station because that's where Hector would come back to if he were to. Right. And uh, Audrey says, I really don't want to risk bringing any survivors back. And Oscar says, we have a duty. And then I see him like kind of like, very slowly but obviously going for what I think is a gun, like under his arm, kind Mm -hmm, of. mm -hmm. And Dr. Audrey just says, what do you expect me to do, Oscar? Go for my gun? And Oscar says, of course not. But then she shoots him in the head. And Oscar's dead. Yeah. Okay. Now, at this point... Well, I'm going to be honest with you. We, why were we gunfighting each other? Unclear. Also, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to me waking up, starting at this point. Eric was like, are you asleep? I was like, of course. Of course I'm asleep. <laughs> of course I am asleep. How are you not asleep? I am sleeping like a baby to this movie. <laughs> I'm so sorry, husband Eric and dear friend Mackenzie Parker. I'm <laughs> fast asleep. Um, anyway, we now cut to Hector coming into the radio station. And Audrey is there with sunglasses on, sitting on a couch, pointing a gun at him. And she very calmly says, you must be Hector. I wrote everything down in that notepad over there, but I don't know if it's going to make sense. Do you want this? And hands the gun, being like, do you want this gun? And he's like, uh, what? And then she says, I want you to know that I thought they were talking hypothetically until they found the first survivors. Then they really did it. Some of those survivors were just kids. Hector then goes over and picks up the notebook she was writing in. And he says, hey, wait a minute. What's all this about blood? We now learn what Audrey was so opposed to. She says, they think they can generate a serum. We were all exposed. Not a lot, just enough. And Mm. she says, they left the ventilating ducts open. The fans going. Very scientific. Very stupid. In 36 hours, you'll be able to vacuum up the last of them from the carpet. So basically, they were like, let's close these steel doors, but let's get some fresh air in here. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she takes the needle that she used on Sam and shoots herself up and says to Hector, hey, you know what? She was right. You are. No. 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 Yes. Dr. Audrey wouldn't say that or do that. She's a woman, Kim. Yes, she would. She only cares about approval for men, even as her last dying words as a scientist in the apocalypse. Should we just end the podcast now? (laughs) I think that's it. Goodbye. Um, (laughs) Also, uh, Hector is inexplicably dressed like Santa Claus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I guess it is Christmas time. (laughs) 
but he's dressed as Santa Claus. Yeah, because he brought those girls a present. He did. It's my dick in a box. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So her Uh, last actual line is, hey, you know what? She was right. You are cute. Santa Claus. And then she dies. Those were her last words (laughs) were hitting on Santa Claus. Those were her last words. So what the scientists are doing, they're like, hey, we're slow infected. Maybe we can make a serum to save us with the blood of the survivors. Yeah. Which doesn't make a ton of sense because like the survivors didn't survive because they have magic blood they just were like in steel boxes agreed and i think not like a blood situation and i think audrey is also with you where she's like so wait a wait a wait a wait a minute we are going to maybe try to create a serum that probably won't work to probably not save us but we're going to eliminate the actual survivors that could in fact actually be the ones to perpetuate the human race after this giant apocalypse. So like Audrey's totally right. Like she's just like, this is not the move. Like this is not it fam. Like this is not. Okay. Yeah. So she dies. Cut to Reggie being questioned about her medical history at the science center. And all she wants to do, Kim is know if they have scissors to cut these tags off all these cool clothes she got. Kim's leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> Kim's out. I broke her. <laughs> the, the headphones are gone. She's out of here. All right. Well, it's just me. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around and hurt you. Oh, no. she's back. No, but she's a ghost. She's dead, no. guys. <laughs> no. No. Podcast yep. over. Yeah. So she then sees through the window. Why does she see this? Oh, I guess two nurses walk the two kid survivors past the window. I think that's what she sees. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Carter then asks if she's pregnant. She makes a joke about, (laughs) thank God, no. And... Whatever, because remember, she's a slut. That's her other personality trait um, in the 80s. Uh, So now we cut to the nurses who are hooking up blood tubes to uh, some grown people, like not the children. But they are, they seem very confused. So they're like, how much blood were we supposed to get? And the other nurse is like, they're brain dead. It doesn't matter. Like, just kind of like disregarding the fact that these are live people. They're just trying to get their blood from them. Mm-hmm. And then the two female nurses, obviously, I'm sorry, Kim, it's the nurses are obviously females. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they obviously, in this emergency apocalypse where they are tasked with finding a serum to save the human race from extinction, um, need to comment on how beautiful they think Reggie's hair is. <laughs> and hopefully her blood will allow them to have such beautiful <laughs> illustrious hair 
Boo! Boo! <laughs> so, back with Reggie, she asks what this place is. And the guy won't answer, calls her a strong-willed young lady. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she says cancer and he goes wait you have cancer and she goes no I am a cancer I just want to know why I'm here cut to blood tube nurse people and one of the blood blood tubes is coming undone and they're like oh no so now we're seeing like the nurses are clumsy too like they're not really able to do their job mentally or physically and then they're kind of like we'll just get these hooked up and then we'll start on those kids and then the one nurse is like, they're so cute. I love working with kids. And that that's actually like supposed to be. Fu- that was actually funny because it's like they're cuckoo. They're cuckoo mm-hmm, bananas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, cut to asking more questions. Dr. Carter has now put sunglasses on like we saw Dr. Audrey do. And, oh, fuck. I keep reading a couple sentences ahead of my notes. I'm like, oh, yeah, then there was this thing. So she says, are we going to go get my sister and Hector? And Dr. Carter says, your sister is dead. Sorry. And leaves. <laughs> uh, wow. And then we cut to the nurses with the kids. They're very sweet with them. They're probably like, the kids are probably like eight and ten, I would say. And I think Dr. Carter comes into the nurses and says, hey, we have a situation on our hands. I can't locate Rogers any place in the compound I can't rule out the possibility that he may have already gone into transition. So basically there's an emergency at the facility because one of the doctors may have started to zombie. Mm -hmm. And the nurses sigh and they say, well, we can't wait for doc for Audrey. Uh, We're going to have to start with the children and that one in there referring to Reggie. Uh, We need blood to develop the serum, obviously. Cut to the observation room where Reggie is. And Dr. Carter, one of them, comes back in and sees that Reggie has knocked over a table with a computer on it and is just sitting in the chair defiantly having knocked over the table. And the doctor comes in and says, sorry about your sister, but damaging property is childish. Sir, what? what? I the, I have so many. Pro- I can't. So many problems with that. First of all, I don't even. It, Kim's dead again, guys. Kim is twice ghosted. <laughs> um, question nine. This is only one point. Why did Reggie knock over the computer table and then just sit there? What's her plan? Why did Reggie knock over the computer table and then just sit there? Ah. Apologies, oh. I dropped a can. Little ASMR while Kim thinks. Uh, is she, is she gonna like attack them somehow? Like she like broke something and then like got a knifey pointy from it and then has a secret pointy. Correct. What she actually does is he goes over to pick up her childish mess. And when he bends down, she knocks him out with the keyboard and makes a run for it. Cut to 
Hector pulling up to the facility in yet another costume change. He's no longer Santa. Now he's in a cowboy hat. What? And a cowboy outfit. What? I'm just... When and how and why I'm is he making costume changes? the facts. Why does he have... Do we need costume changes for the apocalypse? No, you need that same fucking dark blue brown <laughs> button-up shirt with your rolled-up sleeves that every okay. fucking person wears, and you wear yeah. it for the rest of your life. What rest of your life? Until okay. a zombie gets you. Okay. You don't, you don't put on costumes. You don't... I mean, are we sure? Should we post-mortem that? Are costumes required in the <laughs> apocalypse? <laughs> Maybe they are. So he pulls up to the science facility. He says to a security guard that's standing outside of it, he says, you want to see something? Oh, he also has a southern accent now. You want to see something? Sure. Wait, where is he? He pulls up outside the science facility where they are, but there's like a, there's like a guard oh, standing right, guard. right, because he got the, the book. Okay. Yeah. And uh, shows him his nice car that he got somehow. And uh, trying to get him comfortable. And then he says, you like girls? And, of course, the security guard is like, yeah! Boner to the face! (laughs) And he opens the trunk. And Sam's dead body is in it. Okay. And the security guard says, she did? What? And then Hector says... Nope. Someone shot her up with sodium pentothal, so you'd think she was dead. Sam opens her eyes, kicks the security (gasps) guard in the head, and then gets out and says, So you wouldn't suck my blood out, asshole. She's alive. Yay. Dr. Audrey was just putting her to sleep, so Oscar would think she was dead, but she wasn't. So Dr. Audrey was cool. But she did, in fact, kill herself. She really did kill herself. Cut to Dr. Carter on the intercom alerting the facility to Reggie's escape, calling her a hostile person or whatever. Hector hears this over the intercom. We then see Reggie. She runs into a room and she's hiding in a blood tube room. So we see that there's like bodies hooked up to blood tubes and she's like, what is this? And flashlighting around and... I wrote, where is coming from? Question mark. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Where is coming from? Unclear. Uh, But she's grabbed (laughs) by Dr. Carter. And then she's... God, the misogyny is just... It's so insidious. I get that Dr. Carter is a bad guy. And I get that Reggie is the good guy. Right? And I get that she's been captured. You know? But then he, like, stands her in front of him and, like, slaps her across the face. And it's just really fucking unnecessary and so fucking humiliating and degrading for, like, no fucking reason. I think this was the moment where I was just like, I want to be not here anymore. (laughs) I don't want to be here. Cut to Dr. Carter goes in, tells the nurses with the kids to keep them under control because we got a situation with this bitch I just slapped. Cut to Hector putting dynamite under a car. A car, dynamite under it. Cut to those same nurses getting the kids ready. 
and uh, they're like, are we going to get a shot? And they're like, no, it's not a shot. It's a, and the nurse like looks at the other nurse to kind of be like, I don't remember what we're doing. Like, I don't remember what we're doing. Oh, because they're having memory. Yeah. Yeah. And the other nurse says, you're just going to giggle and then get really sleepy. Because basically what they're doing is they're like putting giggle gas. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Giggle gas. Giggle gas. Right. Yeah. And then they say, and when you wake up, you'll be with Santa Claus. Because you'll be dead. (laughs) And Santa Claus is in heaven, I guess. Um, Now we cut to Sam kind of like sneaking around the facility and she shuts off the power. We see her be like, Kurtronk! To some big power shut off that she magically knew where it was and what it would do. Dr. Carter then freaks out because all the blood bodies that were on life support that were brain dead that we were harvesting their blood from are gonna die now and then we can't get blood um so he starts freaking out he runs to go check on the blood bodies and tells some other guy to keep holding reggie at gunpoint right so Mm -hmm. silhouette guy is holding reggie at gunpoint as soon as dr carter leaves reggie very slowly and calmly disarms the guy with the gun immediately and he falls down and she takes the gun very quickly, very easily with little to no fanfare or drama. Um, we then hear beep. All the blood people died. They're all dead. Uh, then we cut back to the children and they're about to like, <laughs> this was a funny line. They're about to like put the giggle gas on them. And one of the girls goes, my parents told me to never breathe anything from strangers. <laughs> it's kind of cute. Reggie then comes in and holds the nurses up at gunpoint. Sam then appears in the doorway. You know, the sister that Reggie thought was dead? Mm-hmm. Reggie turns to her and goes, Ah, I thought you were dead. <laughs> exactly like that. Ah, I thought you were dead. Almost annoyed. Almost annoyed <laughs> that she was alive. Sam then says, They exaggerated totally. <laughs> cut to our three heroes escaping carter then comes into the room after them into the kids room and he hears giggling and it's because the nurses are tied up with the giggle gas on their faces oh no they've been bested by children hector then pulls up with the car they hop in with the children brian and sarah are their names and reggie immediately and inexplicably says this is your i'm your aunt reggie this is your aunt sam and your uncle hector <laughs> and hector was like oh okay okay uh, so hector is then driving away he then slams on the brake stops the cars he sees the scientists come out running after them and he calls for their attention hey you guys <laughs> from another 80s <laughs> bonus point what goodies yeah um and reggie at that point looks at him and just goes uh couldn't we uh just leave and hector is like no and like gives them the finger so then the scientists are like we can get them oh but the scientist says it like this because i wrote it down in caps we could get them and i was like <laughs> okay so they get into the car And the one guy says, is that gas I smell? 
And then the guy in the passenger seat, the other doctor, comes uh, through like the, you know, his face is lit up and he's like, as a zombie. And the, the unzombied guy's like, no! And then the zombie turns the key and the car blows up! Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, and so they're like, yay, we blew up the car. And then the, the guy, a guy comes out of nowhere and grabs the kids. And they react very slowly. Hector, Reggie, and Sam react very slowly. I mean, they turned with the speed of an injured snail at the screaming <laughs> and zombied capture of one of the children. Reggie has a gun. Question 10. What do you do as an exceptional shot trained by your army dad holding a gun? <laughs> While two children are being captured by a zombie that you already know is easily bested by a shot to anywhere on their body. What do you do? What does she do? I shoot it. Uh-huh. And what does she do? Okay. Well, mostly from the way you asked the question, it feels like she doesn't shoot it. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine what she does. <laughs> does she like... Uh, here I'm thinking a couple of things of just being like, "Hey, wait a minute!" <laughs> like, give me back. I think back should, my niece and nephew. I, I think you should think more misogynistically. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I killed her a third time. Now she's a triple ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Is she like? I can't shoot him. That zombie's too cute or something. <laughs> I want it to be that so bad. I want it to be that. But no. So point for you. She doesn't shoot it. I'm going to give you a half point for that. So one and a half points. No, Kim. She's got a perfect shot. Mm-hmm. Yes. We've, we've, we've been, sh- we know that from the movie. They told, she, they've told us that. They have. But she's in multiple a, ways. In multiple ways. So this you would think would be her moment. Yeah. Bam. I win. But she's Movie also over. a woman. So she throws the loaded gun to the man in her party, Hector. So Hector can shoot the zombie that she has a better shot at. Hector's a truck driver. Hector's a truck Hector driver. Hector doesn't have professional green beret. Fucking no uh, sh- shooting experience no. training no, but he does have a dick and that qualifies him. Kim, please know your place. <laughs> please know your place. Cut to rain washing the red dust of the earth away down into the drains of the world. Cut to <laughs> oh you. <laughs> Hiding behind her. <laughs> I think I've truly murdered her today, everyone. <laughs> Cut to a blue sky and a happy family of four. Oh. Reggie is dressed like a Mormon sister wife. <laughs> <laughs> and she's saying, Okay, kids, picture time. And she's taking Polaroids of her children. Okay. Who right are dressed. <laughs> who are dressed for Easter. <laughs> and Hector is throwing guns into a trash can. Uh, 
Okay. I, I'm just saying what I'm seeing. <laughs> and then Sarah, the small, small child, says, can I have one? And Hector cheekily looks over at his wife, question mark. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Reggie says, don't look at me. I don't know where she gets it. And then she snaps a pic of Hector and says, so handsome. Cut to Sam on the other side. <laughs> Cut to Sam. I'm not making any of this up. Cut to Sam on the other side of the street. And she's going, maybe I could be a nun. What's happening? Sam then says, they look like the Brady Bunch. And then the family of four, the happy family of four, comes to the crosswalk and pushes the button like to be like, we'd like to cross now. And uh, Sam says, you don't have to wait for the light. And Reggie says, we do not cross against the light. The whole burden of civilization falls on us. So we don't cross against the light. And Sam says, it's a ghost town. And she goes out into the middle of the road to be like, nobody's here. And then a car speeds by and she almost gets hit. Well, her dreams have come true because who is it? Her dreams have come true because it's. The boy she liked in high school? Wait, just a boy. We? Just any boy. Oh, just it's any just a boy. boy. It's just a boy. It's just a boy that's vaguely her age. <laughs> any boy. And, and mildly cute. So a cute guy pulls up and he says, hey, you shouldn't cross against the light. And then Samantha looks up to the heavens and says, and mouths, thank you to the Lord. And then hops into the car with this stranger that she has no idea who it is. And Hector and Reggie are like, be home by midnight. And the boy she's just met is like, what? And Sam is like, well, the burden of civilization does lay upon us. And he says something along the lines of like big smile and then says something like bitchin or something like that. Um, and then she says, I guess we should know each other's names. And he says, Danny Mason Keener. And then he drives off. With Sam in the passenger seat, and we see that his license plate says DMK. Oh, he's good at the game. <laughs> there you go, Eric. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Is that the end? That's the end. Yay! She fell into her true and appointed mm. role as a finding a man. She found a man. So it I doesn't mean, matter that there was an apocalypse and all of civilization was destroyed because she found her man. To be fair, I thought we were going to end in a sister wives situation <laughs> with actual sisters. Mm -hmm. So. Could have been. And Kim, don't worry. Because Sarah and Brian are not real siblings. So they're going to be able to fuck each other when they're of age and help perpetuate oh, okay. the civilization. How do... Wait. Do, do we know that for real? Yes. I mean, one is Asian and one is blonde. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're, they're definitely not related. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So it all worked out. It's a good thing we're raising them as brother and sister. They'll like that. Yeah, they'll love it. And also, um, good thing everybody has a man. Yep. 
And we're definitely the only people still alive in the whole world. Definitely. No one else happened to be in a random steel box for a very random reason, the same way that all of us. Nope. Nobody else. (laughs) Nobody else. It's just on us. We just have to fuck till we die. Oh, well, that was great. Thanks for, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, um, I'm so glad everyone got their man in the end because that's all that matters in life. Goodbye. It's all that matters. All right, let me total your points. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay, for Dead or Alive, you got five out of eight. Not bad. Five out of eight. Great. Sorry, there is... Do you hear that? Mm-hmm. I think it's landing on my roof. <laughs> Maybe it's a a hot guy. Maybe it's a hot guy. I hope so. My God, that was actually very, it was like rumbling my house. Like things were shaking. That was really creepy. Um, Okay. Five out of eight for Dead or Alive. 12 out of 19 for your questions for a total of 17 out of 27. You survived the apocalypse. And you found a man because that's all that matters. We don't exist unless we have a man. That's what (laughs) being a woman is. (laughs) Do you like that song? That was great. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, so how did Eric feel after watching it? Um, <laughs> not great. <laughs> not great. It was definitely harrowing to see it. <laughs> it's like adult. when you meet your um, your your celebrity crush your, or whatever. Yeah, like your yeah. no, like your idols or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a, it was a harrowing experience for adult <laughs> feminist Eric. Um, <laughs> But you know, it's a it's a part of our history, and we need to learn history. <laughs> history is important. <laughs> history is very important. Um, so here was your history lesson, everybody. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this has been Kim and Kat. Stay alive. Uh, not today. But not also today. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. So until next week. Stay alive. Stay alive. Goodbye. Never gonna give you up. Never, Never gonna, gonna let, let you down. down. Never gonna run around and hurt you. you. <laughs>